Hi, I'm Angela Lovell, best-selling author and psychic witch. And today we're going to talk about twin flames. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. Dear Witchy Poo, I'm in a complicated relationship with my twin flame. He won't stay committed and is always in the runner phase. I want to give up, but I know he's my soulmate. How do I get him to realize we're meant to be together? It hurts so much. Looking forward to your insight, Christina. Okay, I'm talking with one of my most favorite psychics and friends of all time, uh, Kat. Hello. Kat, you guys, um, if you've listened to this Where the Magic Happens, you've heard us talk about Kat. Ryan is terrified of you. I don't know if I've ever told you. Uh, no, you yeah. never told me about <laughs> how Ryan is terrified, terrified of me. He, um, I'll never forget the first time I talked about you. Um, I, I talked about you on his podcast, Me and Paranormal You. And then that's when he was like, when we started our own podcast. And um, it was the, it was, and you guys might remember this story about my subhuman and mm-hmm. um, my attachment that Kat helped me work on. Yes. Kat used to be a reader at the Casadega Hotel, which yep. is where we met. And um, we became friends, obviously. And um, I am excited to talk to you about Twin Flames because you know how I feel about them. Um, but <laughs> but um, I will never forget saying to Ryan, um, yeah, if you, if, I was telling people, like, if you go to Casadega, see Doreen, Misty, or Cat, and I start telling them the differences between the, your reading sets. Yeah, we're all so different. So different. And Doreen was the first one. Doreen told me to see you because she saw my attachment. Yes. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I've been talking in my sleep. And um, telling my partner really fucked up shit that wasn't true. Like, um, for example, <laughs> the first time it ever happened, um, I was laughing hysterically. And I'd already gone to sleep, quote, unquote. <laughs> or, no, this was the second time it happened. The first time it happened was in a hotel room. And um, I fell asleep, like, during, like, foreplay. Because it would be oh a little bit. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I had this voice who would talk, like, as soon as I went out. Right. My attachment would talk to him. And and she said, oh, yeah, touch me just like all those other men did. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so <laughs> Just a mess with him. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, of course, it escalates. And um, eventually she's punching him in the balls. Um, and I thought I had multiple personalities. <laughs> I mean, well, sometimes when, when it starts getting to that point, especially since you're a medium, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times there's a lot of mediums that actually do trance only in their sleep. And there's actually a medium called the sleeping medium. And I forget her name, but she would, she would actually only trance in her sleep and her husband would wake her up. So she would give readings only while she was out. So there's actually a lot of mediums that when they channel and go into full trance was only in their sleep. Whoa! See, I keep getting, um, I keep getting, uh, da- I wish I was at some point, but I keep, um, not lately, but I, I, they're like, you can channel, you can talk, you can talk. Yeah. To them. And I haven't tried it yet. And then somebody else said to me, I would never let them in my body. Don't, I can't remember who it is. It's a different psychic. And I was like, I think I could do it though. Cause you're not letting them in your body, right? Well, actually you are. Um, what, there's a difference between channeling, um, and where you're just receiving the information clear audiently through your mind and then the full channel where you step out and then another entity steps in. So that's another form of channeling. So there's channeled healing, channeled messages that oh. you're receiving from outside of yourself. And then there's channeling where you do allow an entity into your body. And that is actually something that is 
what most people think of in traditional mediumship, but they actually stop teaching that because it's actually something that's super hard on the physical body. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. Yes. I really want to do it, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> like, at least uh, just, like, two you know ways. I think that's, like, a whole other conversation because uh, yeah. I have done it. and um, Of course you have. Well, when I did it, um, what finally got me to stop was um, I was doing a reading. Yeah. And um, just really quick, uh, the woman I was reading, her mother came in. And her mother was so forceful. Like, it's, it was, yeah. like, almost full movie-esque style. Like, the lights started flickering, and it was so cold I could see my breath. And the only time that it ever happened, and it it was that her mother was so controlling, she was trying to force her way in to speak. I felt like my throat was This closing. is that mother I just told you about channeling. That, the woman who got, I got the attachment from? Yeah. Yeah, it was just like that. It was like, I, it was like trying to force me to speak. Mm-hmm. And if I was speaking for her, because that's usually what mediums do, is they'll mm-hmm. share the message they're hearing for the individual. So it's basically the same thing. Um, the woman I was reading was completely unfazed. She was, like, not surprised. She's like, yeah, my mother is that controlling. That's just my mother. That's what so this it's, said, too. It was so literally, funny. she's just like, that is just my mother. My mother has to be heard. My mother has to be, yeah. like, let her opinion be known. It was crazy. I was like, you know what? If they're going to act like that. I mean, I have a million stories like that. I'm not going to go through with them. Yeah. But. Well, it's tough. I started to tell the story and I got sidetracked. But when I was telling Ryan about the different styles, and I was like, Doreen sees this and this and this, and mm-hmm. Missy is this and this and this. And and I was like, and Kat will fuck you up. And <laughs> Ryan goes, ooh, I want to see Kat. And I said, you can't handle Kat. And he's like, and then I told him a little bit more, and I can't remember what it was. If anybody remembers this episode, Please tell me. But Ryan, because you would get a kick out of it. Ryan goes, I do not want to see Kat. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> but you are, you are like hardcore where you don't beat around the bush. You say well, exactly what you see in here. What I what I see, I think the one of the best ways to encapsulate one of my strongest gifts is that I see people's deepest subconscious shadows. Yeah, you do. Oh, you guys All also, we are going to talk about Twin Flames. There's a lot that I, I mean, I almost feel like this might be end up a two-parter, honestly. Or yeah, we just do another one right away. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Kat is a healer, a teacher, a remote viewer, a, sh- a shaman in training, and seriously, like, Psychic Supreme, you are off oh, the gosh. charts. Well, with, So, with my attachment, um, and it was funny because Dorian said, you got to see Kat, and of course you were booked forever, and that was the problem for yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah. I had to wait until I came back to Florida to see you. And then by that point, it had escalated where I was punching in the balls. Oh, and the first time, the, the first time, so it happened, it happened in the, yeah. And, and I was like, I'm a monster. So it happened in our hotel room the first time. Oh, yeah. Touch me like all those other guys mm-hmm. did. Then the second time I'm living in our house that we have just rented together in Utah and I fall asleep and I'm giggling and giggling and he comes to bed and he goes, what's so funny? And I said, I have sucked so many dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I haven't. I haven't even sucked that many dicks. But this, ent- well, and I'll reveal who it was. You, you, you looked me in the eye. First time I met you, I was scared of you. I was straight up terrified. And you're like, we have such a warmth and you guys, we just sat in my bed and held hands and said, I love this about you. I love this about like, we just <laughs> had a full on yes. fucking affirmations into each other's eyes. And the first time I met you, I was terrified. 
because also the intensity and I knew that you could see everything. And that was, I was already like scared of what would be revealed to me about myself. Um, and you have, like, you've shook me. We'll talk about that in secret. Some yeah. of the other things. But I also, one of the things, at, since you're talking me up, one of the things I find about you is that you, you take it like a freaking champ. Like, I can't put it another way. Like, you take it like a fucking pro. And no matter what I say, you will sit there and absorb no matter how big that pill is to swallow. Thank you. And it's a hard pill to swallow. And I know it is because that level of transparent honesty with yourself over things that are so hard to admit. Yes. is, Is very hard. We all want to deny some of those things. And... You do it such a great job. Thank like, you. Thanks. Of transparency. When you said that, I felt myself blush. I've, that was such a great compliment. Thank <laughs> it's you. So true. I will always say that about anyone who, anyone who does get a healing or a reading with me. If they, what I find impressive about people is when they can just own their shit. Mm-hmm. I thank you. I really pride myself on that. I do. You do. And we're gonna talk about owning shit today, big time. I um, know. No kidding. So. so <laughs> This attachment, this story is so crazy. Um, You, I feel like you had a bunch of angels and dragons in your room. Am I crazy? No, I would say I were, at that time, I think that was what, 2014? Yeah. 2014? Yeah, 2014 is when I moved to Utah. So, yeah, 2014, um, at that time I was working very heavily in that kind of elemental, Mm -hmm. and angelic realm. Yeah. And I've since shifted super hard into other energies. Oh, yeah, you have. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that time, no, that was absolutely accurate. I was working very heavily um, with a particularly black dragon at that time. Wow. So that is actually very true. Wow. Okay. Well, it was so funny because there was um, there was a call. You had a little cauldron. You threw some stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You sat on the floor with your legs spread. And you had a dress on that you just, like, yeah. tucked around your crotch. And you threw stuff in there. And you lit it with your lighter. And... Oh God! What did you say to me? Like you looked at me and you you like you could see all my. I just felt I like can you saw never all my shit. remember all this stuff. You no, know? you were seeing me, and I was very scared to be seen because also at the time I had a lot of shame around whatever the hell was talking through me. Oh, absolutely. And and you said, "So what is this for? What did you want?" To? And I said, "I think I have an attachment." You go, "Okay, don't tell me anything else." Which is when a psychic says that, it's like, "Oh, this buckle up! Like this is right. the real deal." Right. And. You burnt some stuff, and you kind of looked off into space, and you went away for a second. Yes. And you said, you have an attachment. She talks through you. You know who this person is. And I said, it's Kunk. And you go, bingo. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my, this is like one of my best friends, one of my ultimate soulmates. I mean, if you want to talk about Twin Flame, mine is not a man. It would be her, I think. It's actually a funny thing you say, um... Because I guess this is a great time to shift into Twin Flame. Yeah. Um, first of all, I guess let's, like, actually talk about what is a Twin Flame. Yeah. Yeah. Because, let's, let's talk I, you know, that. I have a, I, <laughs> I was all alone in my kitchen and I started um, making fun of, I was just, sometimes, like, I just do characters for myself. <laughs> I yes. was doing I was doing twin flame truther, which is like <laughs> the person convincing me that twin flames are real. And and I prefer to just call like soul clusters soulmates, which is also a cheesy word. Like Hollywood has hijacked a lot of really great but things and made them what, stupid. That's what I feel like I like I think this is a whole other 
episode mainstream spirituality. So mm -hmm. uh, Twin Flame at this point has become a very mainstream spirituality. You know, um, Law of Attraction has become a very mainstream spirituality. And what exactly does that mean? It's There's been so much hype put around the idea of Twin Flame. First of all, Twin Flame, a true Twin Flame, is a very rare, very rare um, experience. And what a Twin Flame actually is, is that um, our divine spark, we all have a divine spark, mm -hmm. our soul. And what happens is that there are um, attachments on the divine spark called soul monads. And those different um, monads can be in different realities. So you start getting into like multiverse and all of this, and we're going to kind of skip all that. But the idea is it's two pieces of the same divine spark. So it is literally like kind of sharing a soul. And they magnetize to each other and push each other away. So they mirror each other very hard. So the traditional idea of a twin flame is that these two come together to mirror their shadows, grow together, and heal together, which is why they say there's the runner-chaser phase. First, there's this huge magnetic attraction, and then somebody runs away, and then somebody chases, and then somebody stops running, and then somebody chases that. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what the runner phase was. The runner so phase is you get scared of that pull, mm -hmm. and that's where the shadow work comes in, or the karmic clearing work comes in. So you get that runner phase, and they run, and you chase, and then you get tired of it, so you give up, and then the other person chases you, and then you start running because you're so tired of being let down and hurt, and eventually they come together, and they have this magical fairy tale after ever after. Jesus Christ, this is amazing! Now I'm, I'm like, I'm a twin flame truther. <laughs> yeah, so that's the actual twin flame. The The biggest thing, though, especially for Miss Christina. <laughs> Hello, Christina. Miss Christina. Uh, Miss Christina. Christina. So Christina is talking about exactly this. You know, he's stuck in the runner phase. He's, you know, not committing, um, which is what a lot of people that feel they've found their twin flame um, feel that they're stuck in the runner phase. And a lot of people wait. I've seen people wait, they say, 20 years. Holy shit. Yeah, holy shit. And what is actually happening is oftentimes... What these actually are are either A, toxic relationships, or B, something else that's a special kind of soulmate called a mirror soulmate or a wounded soulmate, Ooh. and it looks the same. Oh, my God. I'm learning so much. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. What's a, okay, tell me about mirror and wounded. Okay. So it, it, it's essentially the same thing. So we are mirroring each other's shadows. The only thing is you're not my twin flint. It's something very similar. So you bring out all the shadows in me for the healing. So what does that actually mean? You're showing me inside of myself all the ways I don't love me because I'm putting up with the fact that you're not treating me the way I deserve, first of all. You're running away. I want that healthy relationship. You're not respecting me. You know what I want from you, but you're leaving me on the fringe or you're leaving me on a hook or you're baiting me. And then you get those situations where it's like, oh, but we're not in a relationship. So I start wandering off and then you act like the jealous boyfriend, but oh we're God. not committed. So you start calling me clingy and stuff like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm sure you've met a ton of people that talk about these types of relationships. Yeah. And this is like a lot of readings. This yeah. Is this a is lot a of ton people. of readings where these mirror soulmates or these wounded soulmates are like, I have such a huge 
connection to this guy. I feel like he's my twin flame. And sometimes I'm fortunate enough to get people that recognize that this is not a twin flame. That they have a magnetic attraction to someone that is not fulfilling them the way that they're looking for in a relationship. Yeah. And then they feel like they can't let go because they know it's a soulmate. It is a soulmate. This person agreed to come into this lifetime to teach this person to stand up for what they really want, even if it means letting go of the person they want it with. Yes. What is the wounded soulmate? Wounded soulmate is the same thing. They're wounded. You know, this is where you have to look at the other side. Why is this person not committing to you? A, oftentimes what I actually find is that that person's emotionally deficient. They're damaged. They've been damaged. It's not that they are just being a player because it's easy to write off somebody as a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. It's easy to write them off as a player. It's easy to write them off as manipulative. But if I look you in the eye and say, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I do yeah. have feelings for you. Yes, I will get jealous. But thinking from a man's standpoint, maybe he understands that he's fucked up in the head. And if I tell you I'm fucked up, and you're chasing me when I tell you I'm fucked up and I'm damaged. And this may be hard for some people to hear, but if I tell you I'm wounded, I'm fucked up, I can't give you what you emotionally need. Believe me. Yeah. You know, yes, I care for you. Maybe I'm, I even love you. But I'm not willing to use my free will to make a choice to heal with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wounded soulmate. God, that's so fucked up. That's wounded soulmate. I mean, mm, <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of my soulmate connections and who uh, are terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Lots of lots of the wound. I mean, mine will commit to me and then punish me. Yeah. And that's, I had something a little bit different where um, I was the chaser and they were the runner for quite a long time and they were wounded soulmates and I knew that they were soulmates. And actually my last one, I actually knew was a karmic clearing and a romantic connection and I still chose to stay. Because wow. even though I know my contract was romantic healing and karmic clearing, I was hoping once we were done, he would, by his own free will, choose to complete that healing and he didn't. So wow. it's, yeah, uh, that's the wounded healer. Like the wounded soulmate is they're wounded, you're wounded. We show each other's each other's wounds. Mm-hmm. And show inside of ourselves what we need healing with. God damn, it's a big horrible mess. My um, my shot, my shaman. Who you just, yeah. I can't wait. Cat and Sarah Goff are you guys are you're both Aries. You wow. Virgo Moon. She's a Taurus Moon. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, and you're both there. Like you're like the di- dark and light kind of of the spectrum for me mm-hmm. on this. I mean, like you're both maybe my top psychics too that I that I know and I actually had such a good feeling about her too uh-huh. and I always said that I always yeah said whenever that I talk I, about her yeah whenever you talk about her I I have this automatic respect for Sarah even though I yeah. know better oh I can't wait to have you two in the same room um well Sarah told me the guy my next partner who I've successfully put off for years now um mm-hmm. is my heart match and I said what does that mean she goes I've never seen it I don't know but it's some form of soulmate and I was like god that sounds really nice doesn't sound like he's gonna fuck me up a whole lot <laughs> well what i feel what i intuitively feel mm-hmm. my heart match because that sounds like a very um a very specific term what i find with people is i'll actually say things along the line of they fit your potential for the now mm-hmm. 
of who you are. They match who you are right now. You need someone that fits your vibration in the now. Yeah. And as you're evolving, because you're in this huge phase of evolving. I think we're all in a huge yeah. phase of metamorphosis. This year is very much shedding skins, especially because of last year. Mm-hmm. So we're all shedding these huge skins and changing, especially because so many people had to sit with themselves last year. Um, with the heart match, I find that it's like they meet what you emotionally need. Oh, now. God. Yeah, I hope so. She said it's my last partner. The one that... I five on that. I mean, let's do that, right? Right. So <laughs> let's... But that's that's where it's difficult, especially in twin flame, wounded soulmate. Like, we're going to keep repeating the lessons until we learn the lesson. Yeah. And then with twin flame, where people get confused is it looks so similar to the wounded soulmate because the wounded soulmate always want, runs as well. <laughs> and they have the runner phase and it always starts with that magnetic attraction yeah and yeah. it's that zing and that passion yes and I normally so this is why when somebody does runner bail if I still have my eye on him mm-hmm. it, I think this might be something I have to pay attention to because I have a Leo moon which is very good for my self esteem my ego yes. and when a man drops me I'm like <laughs> You're fucking bonkers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately am just like, this dude is crazy. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that's funny because I do do that, but I only do that because I have one thing that I have in mind. I know I put my heart and soul into being the very best partner I could to you. Yeah. Like there's a confidence I have there. I have there. You know, I have a lot of Taurus in my chart too. My mm-hmm. Venus is in Taurus. So. When I commit, I commit, and I will give you the world and the sun and the moon and the stars and everything I have to give. And if that's not aligned with you, then say la vie. I gave you the best of everything I had to give you. And if you're not going to accept that, then I don't need that. I always feel that way, too. I always feel that way. Like, I even, you know, when people talk about love languages, I'm like, I am so fucking fluent. And I give, I, I don't need all the love languages, mm-hmm. but I nail them all. And this is, you know, you have... It's so great because our Venuses are opposite, but they're also very intense and super loving because yeah. you're ruled by Aphrodite and I'm ruled by freaking Mars, you know, yeah. and they're the lovers. Um, mine is in Scorpio. And I seriously, like affirmation, uh, touch, um, service, gifts, all the love. Everybody I'm ever with is always, they're, they feel so like bubble wrapped and loved. They really do. And. But I think that also funny that you're saying that i think that sets a precedence of um complacency mm, oh big time yeah especially with the, the freaking partners i've it's like let me give let me give you those sun mm-hmm. and stars and then you are not feeling like you really have to do much or yeah you, do, you know and we give that with the expectation that they'll they'll want to give that back, especially as a healer or an empath, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what I find, especially in these wounded soulmate relationships or these quote-unquote twin flame relationships that really, honestly, I've only seen three in all my readings. And only, and I think none of them were actually a, like, uh, romantic situation. You know, I think it was uh, two friends were two pairs and then a mother son wow and obviously that isn't romantic because twin flame can also not be romantic too yeah yeah just like soulmates yes um so with a twin flame you're actually doing similar healing 
right? Yes. Throughout your life. Like you're actually, you're mirroring each other's well damage. It, yeah, you're mirroring each other's damage, but it doesn't necessarily have to be similar healing. It can be um, because you are not present with me and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting up with you. I'm putting up with you not giving me what I emotionally need. That shows me my damages that I'm willing to settle. Wow. I know I said that kind of as a joke that Kunk is my twin flame, but I do think she is because this is someone who um, I, her, she's had a horrific, I always call her Kunk because I don't want people to know who she is. That is also my pet name for her. But um, yeah. this is, she's a Cuban, crazy powerful manifester. I mean, obviously she could talk through my body and try to protect me from a man who would eventually try yes. to kill me, you know? Yes. And um, she did kill a woman with her mind. <laughs> And steal her man and has babies with him now. Um, Brava. I mean, way to go. Um, just just definitely manifested will that to happen. I truly believe she killed this person. And she does too. And she's just like, whoops. But this is someone, she has had love affairs with every celebrity. She gets like these crazy, well, used to. She would get these crazy little crushes on celebrities and then just fuck them for a while. She dated Maynard from Tool for a while. Are you serious? Introduced him to his wife. Holy he was shit. like, pick a girl for our three-way. She did. And then he married that girl. And she was fine. She wasn't like that woman. It was a woman. Um, she wasn't like um, super hung up on him at that point. But I mean, I have seen her pull off some shit. Okay, and, girl. Yeah. She's so powerful. I mean, she, she's incredible. But um, our stuff, her mom had a curse put on her. It was Santeria. And... She died. She was having an affair with a married man, and mm. um, the wife put a curse on her, and she died, like, within a month of cancer, like, in her genitals. And, wow. And then Kunk had, like, severe uh, scoliosis and crazy, horrible trauma as a child. And, wow. And it, that very much mirrored my own. And when we came together, it was, it was electric. It was, it was the most intense relationship in my life. We were in love. We were never sexual. And everybody thought we would eventually become sexual. And we were like, no, we fucking hate each other's vaginas. Like, we're never <laughs> doing that. And, um, but we would share a bed. We were, it was, and it wasn't even sisterly. Because, and this is, it the, was, it's more than that. Like, it I've is. Had, it's more. I've had similar relationships that are now gone, but it's like more than sisterly. There's, it's, it's transcendent. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it becomes this unconditionality. Yeah, but one of the things I've also find find, and I'm not saying this with you and Conk, 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 yeah, Conk. Yeah. <laughs> so she was an alcoholic. We went to AA a lot. And she would drink. Behind. I was sober out of solidarity well, trying to get her clean. She's been clean for we're years. Call her Crunky. <laughs> um, so Crunky Conk. Um, I, I had similar relationships to that, and I'm not saying that this is. And you know what? It's actually funny you brought up AA. Um, I found that 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 is a survivor thing. It's like we went through the trenches together. Yeah. We went through the, the trauma together. Mm-hmm. We bonded over trauma. I would our drag trauma. her to meetings, yeah. Yeah, we bonded over the trauma. We bonded over the way we survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started rewriting my narrative with the with those types of relationships where I was like, well, I'm bonding with you over our war stories. Yeah. But I don't want my war stories to be my war stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was... She's Libra with a Scorpio moon, and yes. everything was intense, and everything was dark, yeah. and there was such a fun, fun phase for us. And, you know, we would, like, she knew everybody in New York. Mm-hmm. We would go close bars and stay out all night, and 
you know, hang out with famous people. And it was so fun. And it was, I was in my 20s. And I used to think like, God, I wasted so much of my life. And it was funny because everybody would be doing drugs. And I'd be like, I'm not doing fucking drugs. And then, yeah, and it was like, it was like debauchery, old New York. I got to be there before it was totally Disney-fied. I got to see crazy fun shit with her. And you even said this to me when, when you first saw her, you go, you said to me, you go, you like her darkness. You're drawn to her dark. Yes. And I was also like the mom to her. She seems like she's definitely got that very Lilith vibe. That she you really is so fucking Lilith. That you, you find that very empowered. You mm-hmm. like empowered darkness. Oh yeah, I do. And that's, that's kind of what I think that I also felt very drawn to where I had those electric type of transcendence beyond sister type of relationships that it it was you claimed your darkness so I was always drawn to people that found darkness empowering Mm -hmm. because I so much hid from my shadow until recently and I was always so focused on light you know and I would keep my shadow and now I'm like hey look at my shit you know yeah shit Yes. You know, and I'm so much more open about my shit now. Yeah. And I was always open with my shit, about my shit with my students, but I was never so quite straightforward. Yeah. About it. Where I'm like, this is my, my pain. Yeah. You know, and with those relationships, bonding over that pain and bonding over those war stories, I think feels like twin flame. But when you remove the wounds that bonded us together for me, it actually became codependent. Yeah. Oh, we were so codependent. We were absolutely codependent. And I I would try to, like, leave her sometimes. You know, I was yeah. the runner. And she would get drunk and just start slapping me up. We'd get, like, it was magic. A sold-out show. We'd dress up. We'd dress up, like, very sexy and just go up. To sh- and she could always tell whether the, the VIP door guy was going to go for me or her. And she'd be like, he's... You're his type. You go talk to him. And <laughs> and he'd, he'd let us in. And then, and then she'd say, you know what? Go back and see if you can get VIP passes so we can sit. And he'd give them to me. Like, she was, she was. She was good at reading people. Yeah. She is. She still blows my mind. She, every once in a while, I'll get a text from her and she'll say, I fantasize the, the man whose wife she killed. Or uh, the fiance. They were engaged yeah. and she died. And now the, the, she has babies with him. Um, but she'll leave me a voice message sometimes or just text me and say, I always fantasize about when he dies and the kids grow up. So you and I can be together again. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, but it, it was it was so funny, too, that you... And even when Doreen saw my attachment, she described her. And it's it's what she looks like. You know, she would put, like, this big crazy hair on and these, like, yeah. extra hair clips and rhinestones. We would dress like pinup girls and but just, I mean, like, rule the city. If you really think about that kind of Latina temperament uh-huh. as your attachment. And this is actually a really great way to kind of segue into that just for a short period of time because I think that's something we have to do a complete time. <laughs> but attachments can be somebody who's alive. So when we're yeah. talking about, you know, how these um, wounded soulmates or these quote-unquote twin flame relationships, they become, um, they become attachments, actually. Yeah. Because they're, we, we get a cord to these people. And then, so people start talking about, and that's what happened with her. She was alive. She became an attachment for her. In that sense, she was trying to protect you. Uh-huh. So she was sending you protection. But in these instances, 
it becomes. Yeah. You know what's funny? Attachment. You gave me um, advice that is applicable and I give people all the time. If you want to cut a cord to somebody, like if you want to stop thinking about them or feeling them or waking up and craving their fucking favorite food first thing of the day, like you have to not look at their social. And you told me, because yeah. I said to you, I was like, because I already got a bad feeling from her at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was after she started having babies that she really lost interest in fucking my shit up. She just wanted me to be safe. You know, she wanted right. me to be hers and not hurt by a man who yeah. was a pathological liar and would eventually hurt me. Um but you said, all you have to do is stop looking at her social. Because I was like, I don't even talk to her anymore. And you said, stop looking at her social. Don't like her stuff. Hide her. And you were like, you don't have to make a big deal of it. You don't have to unfriend her. Just don't look at her stuff anymore. And that's exactly how it stopped. That's how she stopped being able to access my body. But that's the thing. Like, with, with those cords, the more we feed thought into it. So, like, a lot of people with these twin flame mm. relationships or these type of wounded soulmate because a wounded soulmate can be um a a friendship a family member or a mirror soulmate because there were times in your life that crunky crunk (laughs) crunky crunk uh was a mirror soulmate for you yeah you know where she mirrored your shit Mm -hmm. and when when they're bringing or dredging that out of us yeah um, what happens is the more we think about it the more energy we're putting into it and then in that cord, because it's like a, a game of telephone. Yes. You, you send that energy to them. They feel you thinking of them, and then they think of you. And then you think of them, and then they think of you, and then you think of them more. And it builds on each other, and then it just starts making you feel worse and worse and worse. And yeah. the fact of the matter is we're always going to feel, we're always going to have cords to people we love. Yeah. But either A, cut cords daily, especially in these wounded mirror soulmate situations, um, where it just seems like you just can't let them go. Because that's something I always hear from clients. I just can't stop thinking about them. I just can't let them go. I just can't get over it. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It, and it becomes a point and, of suffering. And like I said, because when a man rejects me, I'm just like, fuck you, weirdo. Like, I really <laughs> go there instantly. <laughs> Unless I, I, and I'm like, I think this mm-hmm. was a soulmate thing. Which, I, had a, I have a soulmate who I met overseas for a blip of time. And his sole purpose, and that motherfucker will get drunk and accidentally, he snoops my Facebook still. Every once in a while I see where he, like, watched my first story, <laughs> which is when they just slip up because they're drunk and they're looking at your Facebook and yeah. So he's still, like, we still have a soulmate connection. Yeah. He, his only purpose was to challenge me because, by God, I wanted to fuck this guy. He's hot, has an accent, so funny. My God, the moment I laid eyes on him and, and my aunt was like, I am setting you up with him. This was her plan all along. Oh my God. It, it, right? I can't believe I did not fuck this person, especially because it was during my dry spell. And I, as everybody knows, I've never had sex. I'm basically a virgin again. Um, Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> my, my hymen is growing back. Born again. <laughs> Only. Um, I mean, maybe. But, um, Whoa. <laughs> but it was like at the start of that. And Oh, God, I, I really sealed my fate, maybe. Um, but he was not respecting me. He was not respecting me the way that, like, he took someone else home one night because he was intimidated by me, even though we were getting along well. I do make it a little hard sometimes where I'm not doing this anymore, but I play hard to get, and then that, it's just a whole fucking process. I mean, I've, but that's kind of like the old school female trope. Yeah. You know, I, like, I want to see how bad they want me. Like, but that's like, Playing hard to get is the old school method. Yes. I mean, society has changed so much yeah. now. 
Exactly. You know, and power of the pussy. Yes. You know, like reclamation of that. And he's he is a dreamy little man. And I just wanted it to be like difficult. Everybody was throwing themselves at him. And and, and I just didn't want to be that, you know, and, and but But that's well, also some self-respect. Yes, thank you. And that's my soul contract is self-respect. And then um we had this like beautiful erotic moment that I just recently wrote about um, in this dark kitchen and he asked if he could kiss me and I said no and our foreheads were pressed together and we were just like breathing in each other and had our arms all wrapped around each other. It was really hot. And um, he said, can I kiss you? And I said, no. And he said, why not? And I said, you haven't earned it. And then the next day we we were interrupted and he, he literally ran away. He ran all the way home. And the next day, he asked when I was going to be back from Italy and, um, like, can I take you out when you're back? And then he couldn't pull the trigger. He was too scared. But I don't even know that it's scared. Now, see, to me, that's not asking an unreasonable amount. If a man, to me, also gives up that quickly. Thank you. If a man gives up that quickly, then he's not really recognizing you as the woman. Thank you. Agreed. Is, is how I feel. And I mean, from advice, as advice from a man, this is not woman conjecturing on men. This mm-hmm. is a man telling me. It's literally, if a man wants it, he's going to go get it. And if he's not chasing it, he's just not that into you. Yes. And that's, that's um, like men are very simple that way. If they want something, they go after it, whether it's a career, whether it's a Agreed. But a at the same time, if they think that we're out of their league, and this is very common, then they don't want the rejection. I just read so many psychology that's, articles. That's actually true, too. Like, it, that is true. You know, um, standing on the other side of the fence as the woman who's more the man. I haven't really had that <laughs> standing on the other side of you know, the ultra-feminine beauty that you are. I can see Aww. where there are men who think you're way out of their league. I love you um, so, <laughs> so maybe I would say in the future, be like, yes, I'm interested, but I want to see where your interests lie. Mm, you know, I like that. Like, court yeah. me a little bit. Yes. Well, and I know. Yeah. I, I mean, the moment I laid eyes on him, I knew I was like, that's a soulmate. But because I know how soulmates work, and this is the part where, like, people really lose the thread. You're not supposed to be with every soulmate forever. No. And a lot of them are meant to just get you from point A to point B as a stepping stone to teach yep. you a specific lesson. And we'll have hundreds of soulmates through our lifetime. And we can actually create soulmates within our life where we agree in our lifetime prior to making the soul contract in, 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 in between. where we can choose to fulfill a role for someone, which I found myself doing over and over again, stepping into being the teacher by being the one who hurts them, which is very difficult on my end because I don't like hurting anyone. But it happens. So I've played the role of the one that brings the lesson as the mirror. Wow. And it's very powerful to be on either side. There's so many times we look at a position of, you know, oh, they're our soulmate. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm supposed to be with... There's no such thing as just one soulmate. There is no Mr. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we hear so much in readings is, when am I going to find the one? There isn't a one. There are 7.5 billion people on this earth. You have 100 different potentials at any time because we're always different people, especially after a trauma or as we get older. 
Yeah. You know, you're going to be different from 20 to 30 to 30 to 40. You know, how different are you now? Oh, my God. Yeah. From 10 years ago. I look at partners and that I've had, and I just think, like, how did I fall for that? But it wasn't. She fell for that. That version of me years ago, and I shouldn't say fall for that. It was what exactly what I wanted every time. It was what you wanted at that time. Yeah. It's what you looked for. So every single time we think of, you know, when we went for that person that didn't fit our vibration, mm-hmm. we were really learning what we needed. Yes. So these people, these mirror soulmates are exactly that. These wounded soulmates are exactly to show us what we truly desire. So yeah. I may think that I want a super ultra spiritual dude. Well, apparently that's not what I want. God, I don't want <laughs> that. No, I, because I, I, I really don't. I want a guy who's curious and open. But I want somebody grounded. Yeah. So I I can be the weirdo. What what's even funnier is I I had a situation where I was the weirdo and they were grounded, not really grounded, but grounded. Um and that now I'm the grounded one. And I'm like, make that make sense of psychic. You know, like if I'm the grounded one and I'm the one that's down to earth in reality, where I'm all logic and all spiritual, like reconcile that in my mind I have no idea what I need at this point like I'm just like heart match is a word that I really resonate with I have no idea what I need you know what bring the person that fits my vibration for my best and highest good yeah so when I tell people about attracting the right partner I'm like screw the list because every time we think we need something we tend to be wrong like what we think we want yeah what we actually need is Something completely different. I think I've told you this, how I always ask for what I need and not what I want. And you know what? And I would still be careful with that, too, because what you need is you need to get, you need to learn. Mm hmm. Shit. Yeah. To stop accepting (laughs) the bullshit. Uh huh. I want to talk about that for a minute, too, because we talked about this earlier and I was like, we got to shut up, shut up. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about, so I did a paranormal investigation. Yes. Recently at Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. Um, it's phenomenal, but I also kind of feel like nobody human should go there. How do you feel about that? Because what was attached to me, and you've got a vibe on that place, there's a dark portal there's, open. I in mean, there. there's more than one. I I feel that it was the gnarliest <laughs> feeling I've ever had in my life in that uh, place. I feel like with with what people do. Okay, so let's just use Ouija boards as an example. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Ouija board, Ouija board, Ouija board. You know what? At the end of the day, any time we open ourselves up. Agreed. And Ouija boards just attract tricksters, which is why I can't get any good information out of anyway. But that's not true. You think you can we're doing, yeah. we're doing solid okay, stuff. I'm so serious. Let's, let's put it this way. With a Ouija board, and it's so funny. I look up. You have one up there. Yes. It's a vintage um, reproduction. It's so fun. That's so cool. But... I look at a Ouija board as a door, but I also see a pendulum as a door because really mm-hmm. we're the door. It's using us mm-hmm. to navigate information. So if you look at tarot, if you look at uh, oracle cards, if you look at channeling yeah. messages, when you open up as a medium and you're channeling a message, you are always told set your intention for protection. Call yes. in the white light. Call yes. in Michael. So what is a Ouija board? It's channeling from beyond. Yeah. So if you're putting up your protection, you're putting up your white light, if you're close to those forces, but 
you're curious and a lot of people why do they go to those places they're curious they want to mm-hmm. know about the dark thing crawling in the dark because we all have that crazy creepy fascination with the dark we're like oh we're give us the boogeyman even the mediums yeah I'm sorry. oh yeah big the time. mediums are like oh i want to see that dark I know, me too. dark spirit yes. you know they're like they may say no i don't know i don't but the truth is they're gonna go there and they're gonna be like what's there Mm-hmm. That's how I was in that fucking lunatic asylum. Yeah. I wanted to be, I was terrified 100% of the time I was there. I was there for like seven hours. I also got mold poisoning. Yeah. But um, when I got back and I, I knew that night I had an attachment mm-hmm. because I did a, I did my cleansing ritual, my cord cutting at yes. like 5 a.m. after we got back. And um, I think I've told you guys this already. Maybe I've already told this story in here, but my, I was in the shower doing my ritual and salt scrubbing and blah, blah, my Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. And the smoke detector starts going off in my room at 5 a.m. Oh, gosh. So. And, yeah. And so it tried to stop me from cutting the cords. And the poor young woman on the desk had to come in and stand on a chair and turn it off. And I was like, did the shower set it off? And she's like, no, I don't know why it's going off. It was so weird. And then I was done showering. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to bed. And I start to go to bed. And I'm like you didn't finish your ritual. And I was like, that was not, that was by design. They did that on purpose so that I wouldn't be able to cut the cords with them. So I kept doing, I did, I finished my ritual. I did all my stuff and I had to sleep with all the lights on. I was like, they're in here though. They're here. But you know what? Like, let's, let's just kind of look at it for a second. Like, I don't know if you really want to go into the whole thing very deeply. Do you want to? How deeply? Well, just talking about like what we did about it. and Yeah, I'm pretty fucking upfront with these people we okay talk so about like <laughs> if you look at it from an objective standpoint like the removal process though difficult wasn't that difficult right but why is it difficult for the individual to get rid of it because it attaches into our wound spaces and what creates openings is fear so what happens is people go in already with the heebie-jeebies mm-hmm. it's not even just about the spirits it's the history you know, when you think of all the terrible things that happened in those Over places. Over 100,000 people <clears throat> died. That's what I'm saying. And, and so were horribly you, abused. And When you already come in with that idea mm-hmm. of that, that level of trauma, and you already get the chills, you already get the shivers, like, oh my God, the lobotomies. And yeah. The, the horrible things, just to get people to shut up, you know? you already begin to think of like just how bad it was. And when you start even empathizing from any standpoint, you just get these open yourself up. Yeah. <clears throat> you open yourself up. You're like, Oh God, those poor people. And of course the, the sympathy and empathy, just basic human compassion for that kind of torture. Yeah. It's psychological trauma, physical trauma, physical torture and physical neglect and abuse, unimaginable abuse. Not just to the to the patients, but to the staff. Yeah. Because I read the stories for the staff, especially the female staff. Yes. You know, um, that already leaves you in a position of kind of feeling gross upon entering. And then, um, you know, the, yes, of course, there's going to be those, those heavy energies and those, um, use the D word, the demon, demonic mm-hmm. energy. There was so much demonic um, energy in that. But also the the spirits that are just angry Mm -hmm. on top of the level of um, 
psychic trauma because that kind of psychic trauma leaves a complete imprint on reality. Mm-hmm. And that type of psychic trauma leaving an imprint on reality already creates fundamentally a portal. So you get layers and layers and layers of bullshit. Oh my God, that's how it felt. That's how it felt. And I don't know that I told you this. The, um, although, cats in here with us. Um, the guide, um, Jen, who I really liked, she, I was like, I was like, Jen, you gotta be wearing black tourmaline around your neck. Like, you got, I was telling her all this stuff. She was like, you can't be in here. Um, but she described, and she was a mess over this. She described a subhuman attacking her. And, I told her, and it's so funny, because, like, I told her what you told me to trap that fucking subhuman in my wall. Do you remember the subhuman I had? This no, is something... I can so, never remember anything. you got to know that. Oh, like, all the stuff so, I channel will just... It's and people so are like, good. you know that major thing you did for yeah, me energetically? This and I'm like, no. It's so funny. <laughs> when I give a basic reading, I can I can often remember a lot of it. But when I'm channeling, it's the same thing. Well, um, you drew a picture. How cute is that? This cat, you guys probably hear her. She's mm-hmm. standing up. She stands up and pats me. She pats me on the head. Mm, a little black cat. Um, oh, my God. Isn't she so fucking magical? I mean, She's seriously. super magical. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a thing that I told you about when I went in for the attachment. You drew the floor plan of my house. <laughs> and you said, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like Tetris when you walk in. You drew it exactly. And it is weird. And you're like, what is this weird little room? And I'm like, that's a closet. You drew exactly what it was. You drew the basement. You drew a circle in the basement. And you said, here's where it entered the floor. It can't get out. Something happened here. When I went back to my house, there had been a hole. I don't think I ever told you this. A no. hole where they, like, I guess in the cellar that water would go into to drain if it oh flooded God. and they sealed it with concrete. So the subhuman couldn't move through the concrete to go back into the earth or something for some reason. Oh and gosh. it was trapped in the house and it was hurting my dog. It grabbed my arm and tried to pull me out of bed one night. It was so fucking crazy. But you told me how to trap it in the wall and I can't even, it was like dragon's blood, lavender oil, sea salt, um, I drew pentagrams and oil. You know, honestly, I've trapped a lot of them in the wall. They're and so honestly, easy. It's not bad, but it's a lot better to remove it. Yeah. Honestly, if you can remove it, you can. It, it's the best thing to do. How do or you banish? Do you want to tell us? How um, is it a big thing? We'll do. We'll do it in secrets if you want. It's not really like a big thing, but banishing a sub. You're calling it subhuman. I call it shadow person, mm-hmm. but non non-human entity mm-hmm. that means to cause harm which yeah. not all shadow it took people a, do it took a bite out of my ex's hip jesus Christ. it took a bite out of because he i would sleep with the light on and you told me you go yeah you're intuiting that it can't move into the light i would always leave the lights yes. on there. and we had a fight and he slept in the middle room and the next morning shows me it looked like a human had bit his hip but it was already festering and I said, you better go to the hospital. I think you got bit by a brown recluse or something. He goes to the hospital. They tested it. One row of teeth, they said, tested as tick venom. Another row of teeth tested as spider venom. Wow. So a subhuman's bite has tick and spider venom in it. Not always, but that's very interesting. Isn't that, that crazy? It, I mean, that's insane. So with the... I, I've seen I've seen bites. I actually I think the craziest thing I ever saw was 
a actual almost third degree burn from something like this. But that's something we'll get into a whole other time. I, I've, the, we have to have the biggest things on here. <laughs> the biggest thing about removing those things from your home is you cannot be afraid. Yes, that's that's how it was. I was like, you had your fun, motherfucker. And now you're gonna be trapped in this wall for eternity. I um, well, this is fucked up. Maybe I should say this. No, who cares? This is a man who physically harmed me. Um, I removed all the protection so the subhuman could run freely when I left the house, and I hope it bit its dick off. I know it didn't, but I wish it would. If only we could train the subhumans. <laughs> I mean, oh. That's a whole. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. I don't that really I'm, want people to have their dicks bitten off. Uh, try not to make deals with those type of spirit guys. <laughs> like, just a, like disclaimer for your own safety. Do not do that. So we're gonna. We're, you know, I do gonna, think I got pretty uh, when I left, and I I think I was like, have a field day, eat all his flesh. Like I think I was pretty. I I went off the rails when I finally left. It was very. But smart. you know what? That's where it's like. Honestly, it's not, it's not unusual to me to think very, very, not very kind thoughts about someone who tries to kill you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. You know, like, that's the nicest way to put it. Like, if you're thinking something crazy about the person who tries to kill you, uh-huh. I, I can't find myself wanting to be very gratuitous to somebody. Yeah. I'm going to talk lost. more about this in secrets, because, please remind me, because I did some yeah, we can definitely talk about the I'm proud of it. And, okay, I do want to, uh, let's, okay, let's pivot back to this thing that we were talking about earlier. Um, Attachments. The, the, you talked to me about my survivor person in me who is a little, we have to work on softening her. Yeah. And this is. The, it's the, the, the survivor identity. Yeah. So. But, but I want to talk about, because, so since, the, and this is, I love how this happened because I get back from Trans-Allegheny, I legit have attachments, I call you. You work on me, like, immediately, and um, lots of stuff starts coming in clearly, and immediately I feel different, I feel better. Um, But then, and I think that this is, because we're talking about toxic relationships, and I do want to talk about this family stuff we were talking about earlier, um, that will really resonate with all empaths, with all all psychics, with intuitives listening. Um, I said to you uh, over nachos, earlier i was like best nachos ever that's vegan nachos thank you honestly thanks you amazing. guys vegan nachos are my brother i'm has, gonna say it was bomb they're, they're the bomb my brother has never thanked me so much in my life as when i've made him vegan nachos he's like these are best nachos I've ever had if anybody I'll, you know what i should, try to remind me to put it in the show notes the vegan nacho recipe super easy it was honestly freaking delicious thanks i haven't eaten them in a long time because and like, I kept expecting to want to feel guilty mm. about eating them mm-hmm. because you associate it with all that heavy cheese and uh-huh. grease, and you don't have to really feel as guilty. Yes. Thank you. I know. They're so good. Which was fantastic. Thanks. I know. I, when I was like, I was like, oh, shit, okay. I got it. <laughs> okay. So, so okay. as we're talking so, over now. Yeah. I'm saying to you, because I just had a huge falling out where I um, got my download about like leaving Florida and leaving my family and I have a lot of toxic relationships in my family that don't serve me and um, I have to accept the shortcomings of these people and that whatever they're feeling about me has nothing to do with me and and but I finally got the message and it speeded up my it sped up my timeline a little bit where I think I get to go back to LA sooner now Mm -hmm. but I was saying to you 
we were, we were talking about this in the car too. Like, um, it's so beautiful that I would get a, a, an actual entity attached to me, a Trans Allegheny, that was yes. so bad that I needed to call you and see you. And then the work you did was clearing toxic attachments. And then, boom, this shit blows up with my family. Well, it, what was interesting, and since you said you're going to be very open, what was interesting was the way that it attached specifically to those wounds. Uh-huh. Because I actually wrote down what each spirit represented and what was wrong with each spirit. So right. I and didn't actually, I have, how many did I have? A 13, 12 or 13, between 11 and 13. Um, you had two that had already previously existed or something like mm-hmm. that. And... Um, I, I was I was flabbergasted. I was floored. And what now that we're talking about it, I actually remember the whole progression. Because when you were asking, like, what was it? What was it? I was like, oh, I wrote it down. But now it's coming back to me. Some of the attachments were uh, attached to mental health. Oh, that's specific, right. Specific. You tell me this. Specific mental health issues that were um, uh, part of your generational yeah. karma. Yeah. Part of your family karma. Like, um addiction issues within the family yep. um the the like schizophrenia yep and things like that and i was telling you i see this and it's attached to family wounds i see this it's attached to family wounds it's attached to your earth star chakra it's attached to tribal information it's attached to these things so it was interesting that these things attached to family related issues yeah and um, issues that you carried within you because you chose this lifetime to also clear a lot of generational karma. Yeah. So it's it's things that you're trying to heal through, um, you know, uh, trauma, mental health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's what I see with a lot of empath healers is we are also taking on generational clearing and um, family clearing as well. So a lot of light workers go through that. Yeah. And these entities specifically attached to those familial issues. So it was like making you almost have to clear that shadow ish like that shadow work. Yeah. And your shadow work had been so deeply compartmentalized where you had pushed it off to walk into your light vibration as purely as possible, but we none of no one can be without ego or without shadows yeah. almost we're human so it was like you're trying to you were trying to put it in a place you could control it yeah and it didn't want that that was the biggest issue is you had always been controlled by other people <sighs> so that shadow aspect wanted to be healed so much and those shadows that's where it it, it all ends up tying together in the bigger picture you go through this, it attaches to these wounds, you have to clear these wounds to integrate the shadow, to clear the attachments. We have to heal this and then you have this big clearing where you're like, I have to stop taking this personal. And I kept telling you, read the four agreements yeah. by Don and Miguel Ruiz. You even said to me, go, Doreen just told you when you saw her. And you didn't know that, but Doreen did tell me to read the four agreements last time. Yeah, and I kept feeling for agreements. So mm-hmm. what was it? Don't take anything personal. Yeah. Speak impeccably. Um, oh, oh now I forget. The, don't take anything personally is, is always it's the, the one, biggest that one I have to keep at the front. Yeah, it's don't take anything personal. Speak impeccably. Uh, speak impeccably. Always do your best. Um, 
and I'm so sorry to all those people that are big no, on the four agreements, I, but I you can't know, remember either. It's you know, what I feel like I'm right. nailing the other ones, honestly. Isn't it like be action, do your action? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is a fantastic book. We both swear that we have read it. God um, damn. I mean, this is... Okay, here it I've is. I've read so many books. <laughs> Don't make assumptions. Don't Always make, do your best. Yes. Speaking, Be impeccable with your... I, I'm nailing all of these, honestly. I mean, I know that I needed to remember not to take things personally, because it's mm-hmm. that's a big one. Well, the speak impeccably is also... That's something I do feel like you're working on, but speaking impeccably is not just being honest. No. It's, it's not gossiping. It's not, which I don't, I don't, I fucking You hate. do not gossip. Thank but you. it's also learning to speak your truth mm-hmm. in a certain way. Yeah, because I get a little aggressive. We talked to my survivor. Kat is helping me soften my survivor. My but survivor is ruining my love life. I'm also going to say I'm also healing some of the same issues. Yes, so, so that's why you're so good at this. It's a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of the healers that I find... You know what? I really will say this. The best healers, the best psychics, the best spiritualists are the people that walk the path they preach. Yeah. If I'm going to speak it, I better do it. If I'm going to try to help you heal something, I better learn how to do it within myself. Yeah. And a lot of the best healers begin on a journey of self-healing. It's true. Even you saw the book that I was writing. You saw the book and you're like, you have to write this book. And I was like, oh my God. And it's about healing. It's about healing, but it's through your own personal journey. How Uh you teach what you learn. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what our practice is. We learn. So we show the way through experience. Every time I do, like when I did that psychic development course, put it together, Mm -hmm. which the other one will probably be coming out around the time this episode is. Um, Mm -hmm. Every time I teach, I level up with my own abilities yes. and knowledge. And, and, I mean, teaching is learning still. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk to you about um, the things that we were saying in the car earlier where I told you I don't like it when people use the word crazy to describe other people. I do it, you know, sarcastically. But yeah. I think crazy is um, – I, I think it's a cruel – description to give a person um even though i'm like i think a man's crazy if he doesn't anyway but but like but sincerely using crazy um i had family members do and say and react to me in very heightened bizarre ways recently and when i was telling you and holly who is also a psychic medium we were all like what the fuck is this because and even Sarah Goff, my 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 ch- my shaman friend, um, her family has attacked her in this way, and and it, there is something about um, being a healer, being a psychic, having a high vibration. <clears throat> like people want you to heal them, so they show you this side of themselves sometimes because it is like a safe space but, with you. But it's also. I find that I I actually found oftentimes that people would push me and push me and push me and push me and test me and test me and test me and test me to a point of trying to break through what they perceived as a facade, but it wasn't a facade. It was me trying to be my the best version of me. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like, push the button, push the button, push the button, push the button. And then I would snap. Yeah. Because you can only take so much because we all have limitations. Oh, yeah. And mine, I mean, I've been literally begging my family to spend time with me for months. Mm -hmm. And they secretly hang out without me. But then that begs the question, A, why am I accepting that behavior? And B, why are you? Yeah. Why am I saying, oh, I understand why you're doing this. Oh, you're putting your shot, like you're, you're projecting your shadow onto me. And even if I state a boundary mm-hmm. it, in the boundaries crossed, obviously I'm not stating that boundary clearly, you know, where I'm saying I refuse to accept this. Yeah. But then why am I also still allowing this? Yeah. So when you're saying this hurts me with your family and they continue to do it, why are you still seeking? Yeah, and that's the thing. They were like, you're done now. Now you know. Accept that they are who they showed you they are. Exactly. And, and go back to your chosen family. You're done now. And that's what I see with a lot of spiritualists mm-hmm. is they have chosen family. I do still have biological family that I am connected with. But I do have a lot that I am not. Yeah. And I also have a lot of chosen family that is no longer there. Yeah. And I have chosen family that is now new. And I have chosen family that is still around. So one of the things that I find is that as light workers, we also fluctuate as we change our vibration. You know, um, we have long-term relationships, so we obviously can sustain them. Yeah. You know, um, what I find is that in, in these relationships, A, they're pushing us to see our own shadow of, our own self-worth and self-respect. Yeah. Why am I why am I looking for love in this space that's not giving me the respect? Or why am I looking for love in this space that is not respecting what I've put out as a boundary or a need? Yeah. And then we we still look for it there. Yeah. So that's one of the big things in the book is that when you don't take anything personally, you realize nothing is actually happening to you. Yes. You're doing it to yourself mm-hmm. because you're chasing after that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not like, I'm a, I'm very good at walking away from things that don't serve me. Yes. But I have not walked away from my family. And that's the hardest karma of all for most people. Yeah. It's not actually the romantic. So when we talk about twin flame and wounded soulmate, most of the time, the hardest karma is family karma because that's your tribe. Yeah. And tribe, I mean, I love the way Doreen always put it. You know, um, Doreen always said, you know, at the end of the day, we are mammals. We have <laughs> that lizard brain. We have that primal ba- brain. No matter how evolved we become, there's always going to be that part of our ego that looks for the tribe in order to survive. We're a pack mammal. Yeah. We're still animals. And no matter how much we try to evolve into higher light beings, yeah, at this stage of our evolution, we're still in 3D. We're still in our humanity. So tribe, to be without tribe or clan back in the day was akin to death. Oh, my God. Yeah. So when you look at family karma, you know, it's like, why can't I walk away from my narcissist mom and all I want for her to do is love me? Yeah. Um, you know, no, not focusing on a particular person. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a narcissist father or a narcissist sister yeah. or, 
and yeah. maybe not even somebody who is narcissist, you know, that's... Yeah, but I want we, this person to we, show compassion and love towards me. We focus so much on the narcissist empath yeah, relationship. Yeah. Um, a lot of us do, but that's a very specific grouping. Mm-hmm. So any toxic relationship, we'll say, any toxic familial relationship, why am I chasing after this? Why am I still looking for love from this person? And it's because if I don't have that, I am alone, and if I'm yeah. alone, I will not survive. I said to two of my, I said this to a couple of my family members who um, do not have compassion or love for me, which was very shocking because I expected that to be different, but it won't be. And it's like it's just been finally revealed. Mm-hmm. And I said, I am all alone. I don't have mm-hmm. a partner or a child, a best friend. And I don't have a mom. You know, and this is actually the narrative I've heard yesterday, actually, from someone else. And and when I said it, I, I hurt over this big time. Yeah. And this is not me throwing shade at my mother. She has done her best. But I found myself saying to her, for once, please be the mom and let me be the kid. I'm hurting right now. I just need you to be the mom. And she couldn't. And showed me her wounds instead, even though nobody had hurt her in the moment. I was the one hurting, and that's what my family does. They hold up their wounds and say, but mine hurts more than yours. And and it's like we were... It becomes a competition. It becomes a competition. Yes. And it wasn't until that moment, because I'd already said, I don't have a partner, I don't have a child, I don't have a best friend. Um, And then I was like, and I don't have a mother. And I said it in a very sad way. I'm all alone. And then today and yesterday, I was like, I'm all alone. But I said it with empowerment. Like, I'm not tethered to a sickness anymore. But that's exactly what the empowerment becomes when Mm -hmm. we finally have enough courage to leave our assigned tribe, blood tribe, Mm -hmm. um, in relation. And, you know, I just saw an orb over your head. And I think it's actually, thank you. (laughs) I actually sensed it too. I was actually going to, something, another good point is also that sometimes toxic relationships are not obvious. Yes. Sometimes toxic relationships are, for some reason, I'm always feeling bad or guilty, or we make each other feel Mm -hmm. bad or guilty. Yep. And I don't know why. And all we're trying to do is help each other. Like, I've seen this with two caregivers, where they're trying to caregive each other, but caregivers suck at allowing caregivers to be taken care of. And sometimes toxic positivity is another show we need to do. Ooh, I love um, it. I, I'm really big on that right now. I'm seriously but, just going to have you come on a shit ton, I think, from now on. That would be This amazing. is so fun. This um, is the best I've ever felt about. I love Ryan. I'm not saying that. But this is, like, the best. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. It's just so Thank fun. Um, I, I feel like it's very, I love reflecting on this. Like I said, I love teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, so when, oh, my God. You're, you know so much shit. Cat, every time, like, I'll just be like, oh, this insight, boop, I just got a download. And you're like, let me tell you the whole fucking encyclopedia on all the time, all the time. Thank you. Holy crap. Um, I appreciate that. I worked my ass off for this. Uh, It shows. I I mean, I really did. I mean, especially, oh my gosh, like, I could go on that forever. That's a whole other topic. But, um. With with the toxic relationships, though, kind of focusing back in on that, you know, um, tribe and toxic 
relationships that are not as obvious where it's just like we can't allow like we're having a hard time growing together yeah we perpetuate a cycle of guilt within each other where or or self-consciousness because you're self-conscious and i'm self-conscious so i react self-consciously and you feel guilty like you're a burden so i feel guilty for making you feel like a burden as two caregivers and that cycle can continue and continue and continue um toxic relationships that are very obvious to not very obvious when we finally release them that's the empowerment yeah and that's what most people are afraid of is that i am okay alone and that's where the inner child work comes in which is what i was telling you i was going to do that youtube video on the inner child work um because that's the next stage we are afraid to be alone because of inner child the inner child wounding so we're still running after those toxic relationships because we're looking for the nurture. We're looking for our mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're at the stage where we can give that to ourselves as adult, but we still want it from where we should have received it all alone. And I've always said I was very blessed to have had the support system that I did, especially with Doreen, where she oh, yeah. did provide that nurture to me until I was at an age where I could do that for myself. I just saw another, I saw blue orb with you this time. Yeah, I keep feeling that. I mean, <laughs> like, bling, bling, bling. Yeah, I could, like, spirits are always really strong with me, thankfully. Um, I, I was very blessed to receive the support system that I did when I did have it. Um, and that support system may or may not come back around. And I'm not really concerned with it because I, we discussed it. Yeah. I know. You know, that there were two sides where I had hurt people and I felt hurt because I felt misunderstood. And there's always going to be two sides of the story. So I have compassion and respect for that. And I release that and I understand that 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 part of my life is closed. And that yeah. part of my life is closed. I don't see that as a toxic connection, but sometimes we have to release things that also don't allow us to grow, even if they're not toxic, because you're overly depending on them. So I recognize that I overly depended on those spaces to validate me. Yeah. So that can become toxic unintentionally because they're trying to lift you up. But if you can't fill that within yourself, then are you the toxic one? And I think that's something that we have to ask ourselves when we're looking at wounded soulmate, mirror soulmate and twin flame. Are you the toxic one by clinging? Yeah. To the expectation that this person will come to you or that these people will respond to you the way that you want them to respond to you. And that was one of the hardest things I had to look at myself where I am being toxic because I expect you to respond the way I need you to respond. I need you to accept me. I need you to validate me. Yeah. I need you to nurture me. Tots. Totty. Come here. Freak. Look at Rue on the chair. There's a little farm in here. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's got a good point, though. It's like, yeah, sometimes we gotta look at ourselves. She won't bite. She's all talk. She is. Come here. What are you doing? I I put her on vegan dog food and she porked up. Well, (laughs) that just means she eats well. She does. She loves her veggies. Mumu, baby. Come here. Be cool. Don't be weird. (laughs) Do you need to be in my lap? Probably. Oh, so cute. Man, I don't know how people are living without a shit ton of animals right now. I'm, I'm serious. Like, how are any animals still in shelters? Come here. Come on. Well, I think that was actually one of the things that happened a lot during COVID was there was a lot of animal adoptions. Yeah. Everywhere. That's when I got this one. This piglet. Oh, so cute. 
Mm, you got Frito feet, too. Mm. I spray your feet with, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. She's just a stinky little piglet. Actually, mm. I think that's Spirit's way of saying that kind of encapsulates that, that conversation. Sometimes we have to reflect in the conversation whether or not we ourselves are creating a toxic behavior. I like by. that, yeah. I really like that. And I feel like, I don't know, my thing with Twin Flame like to put a bow on this a little bit as Ryan would say um, is it's just you're romanticizing something that might just be a toxic relationship when you give it the title twin flame yeah I, I agree with that I mean I've never heard anybody call a person their twin flame and then be like he's always been so good or they it, it could be it could go both ways mm-hmm. um, but they've always been so good to me they honor my emotional well-being like that never gets the twin flame I, name you know what I have to this day not had somebody say that they had a twin flame relationship work out wow wow yeah I, it's like the titanic of relationships I, I have not seen somebody say I'm married to my twin flame whoa and I really need to, I love the way that you described it. I feel like I had no idea what it was until tonight um, because I just make fun of the phrase. Like, But I used to make fun of soulmate. I used to make fun of soulmate because it was so but overly used. You know and, what? But that is an inside joke with a lot of psychics. Yeah. Like, oh, is he my soulmate? Well, honey, yes, he is. Yeah. Because he's here to teach you to stop accepting the bullshit. Yes. So is this person, this person, and this person. He's like, here to teach you something. Yep. Yep. And... I would also like to say, you know, there's no the one, there's the first one, and there's the last one. And or there's the one you choose. Yes, yes. Because we have free will. Amen. Man, that's some good shit. I think so, thank you. <laughs> I'm so that glad. That was some nice shit. Man. It was so funny. To it was freaking cathartic. It was, right? <laughs> We're going to talk about um, weirder shit in my Patreon. We're going to talk some real weird shit, I think. I think so, and I think that I'm also really looking forward. I think you and I think it would be awesome to watch you and Holly go off about sidereal chart and astrology, period. Ooh, yes. No, I know I'm we're going to have, I know we're going to do with Holly. Talking, you guys are like, look at us be Sagges over here with our Venus All the time, and our Venus and Scorpio. Sagges and Scorpio. Oh, my God. Um, we are the best at sex, right, Holly? She's just nodding. Holly <laughs> Holly was out. That's why Toddy was breaking. Yeah, Holly, Holly was I'm going to have here. Holly on um, probably the next episode that comes out after this Yeah, one. and I'm going to sit there and laugh in the background and shake my head and just kind of burn my face in my hands because these kinky bitches, I swear. It's true. Really. Oh, even the other <laughs> night when we were on the phone together and I was like, I'll peg that motherfucker. He doesn't even know. And then, and then I was like, wow, I'm maybe not. They don't want to hear about that. <laughs> no, I'm completely, you know what? I'm completely open I've, to hearing about I've it. I've never actually like physically, pe- I don't feel like I need to clarify. I've never actually physically pegged a man, but like I'm down. You know what I mean? Like, let's do that. Sure. I've done the other, butt stuff is not, anyway. Butt stuff is fun. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I had a friend, I had a Capricorn friend. <laughs> He was like, he wants me to put things in his ass, and I'm just so grossed out. And it, and I was like, what's wrong with you? How is his asshole any different than a vagina? How is his asshole any different than a, te- a testicle or a penis? I don't understand how people are so discerning about different body parts. You won't kiss after oral. What the fuck? Who are these people? But, like, and this is, I mean, this is obviously, like, a whole rant right now, but... but <laughs> See, we were in the kitchen, and, and I was I, and they're sitting there laughing. I'm sitting there, kind of like, like I draw the line at ass. Like, what? You're gonna go down on a vagina, but an ass is like, I don't understand. They're also next door neighbors. I don't understand. I, I draw a line at butt stuff with certain people. 
Yeah. Well, there's also kind they of better like be clean. I was gonna say like, <laughs> please be at least a little bit like a raccoon. Oh yeah, wash it all the time. Or uh, <laughs> wash before and or after, pref- preferably. There and. is for sure a protocol there, and I'm not like super, but I did um, in my alone time. This is a totally different episode that we should do again. Um, but I've been going down the Aleister Crowley wormhole and even like that magic and, and that form of sex magic yeah. and stuff. And there's like a lot of butt stuff that um, I have experimented with on my own. And I'm going to talk about that in secrets probably. But because um, I'm home alone, just doing sex magic all by myself now. Because why not? Why not? And it, I don't know. It was just why? It was why not? I mean, you know, like <laughs> I, I think that. There's a lot of strong, again, potential healing in such magic. Yes. I really do. And I think that's also something else that we can explore is, you know, ways to heal through sex magic, especially sexual trauma. Yeah. And what what I find that with at least, this is a whole other subject, but with a lot of sex magic practitioners, it loses that sanctity yeah as much and i've seen a lot of people misuse it or be drawn into situations that are very questionable yep especially oh, that's mostly what coven I work that's mostly what i see with sex magic is and even crowley like even plenty of that on yeah, yeah like, i mean the, just remember, kids, be careful where you go and be careful what you do and be careful who you talk to. Oh, man. I mean, for real, especially magic practitioners. Yeah, magic practitioners and sex magic practitioners. Oof. It doesn't matter, male or female. Be careful who you and what you're opening your energy up to. Yeah. You know, and be careful what energy you're choosing to connect with because you can get spiritual diseases that way. And that's going way back to what we were talking about with trans Alleghenies. What we open up to. Oh, man. Do you see the bags under my eyes? You look very sleepy, just like I do. Oh, I am sleepy, but I've had these bags under my eyes ever since those attachments. I got to get rid of them. I think you're talking too hard about it. I'm definitely doing that. I never noticed until you said it. They're real weird, though, right? Like, poop, poop, poop. I'm seeing my dermatologist about them. But I already have. I have those, too. You don't have those. I do. No, you don't. Yes, I you do. perfect, beautiful eyes. Hey, so do you. I'm gonna get my eyeballs removed if I have to. I'm just kidding. I, don't, I now Cancel I'm just. That. I'm so Clear tired. That. It's very late. I'm very tired. Um. So okay. Uh, check out in the show notes. You're gonna be able to find Cat to book her for readings. She's amazing at remote <laughs> viewing. She can draw you pictures of your house and mail them to you. But I mean, not necessarily on demand. If it comes up, it comes yeah. up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't control what comes up for you. So I'll uh, disclaimer, guys. Don't be like draw my house. <laughs> If it's for you, it's for you. If not, maybe we're just going to talk about all your feelings instead. Um, yeah. But, but that's, that's the truth. I do do so much that it's, it's different for everyone. And some people I, I've had, I've had people tell me even with the same person reading to reading, the readings were very different from one reading to the next. And they were very flabbergasted by the change in style because I'm so worried. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, you straight up channel. I mean I've had I had a I had a reading where you almost made me cry. And because you were just being very straight and I actually was I'll talk about this in secrets because it's it is actually something I don't want everybody to know. Um but it was something 
you were saying to me, you were saying something, and I was hearing something totally different, and it was wild. You know what? That's actually happened a lot. That's actually something that's happened, and I'm turning away because I'm looking at Holly, that's happened with my gifts several times mm-hmm. where people will hear me say something completely different. You triggered my shadow. My shadow hurt that's, that's and what, translated. How long ago was that? That was um, 2018, I think. Yeah, that's actually one of the gifts I found I have is that I'll say something. Somebody will hear something completely (laughs) different. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And And it triggers a shadow. And it's a huge, it is a huge thing that I have to, I mean, it's it's something that um, I probably revisit every day. Honestly, wow. Yeah, I'll talk about secrets because it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about it after we log off. Yeah, here, yeah. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is that? So check out the show notes. We should have a link where you can get remote readings with Cat via Stregzy. <coughs> oh my god, I'm coughing. <coughs> so I'm sick. also on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, it's so. Spirit. Yeah. <coughs> Why am I coughing? Yeah, I'll tell them where to find you. On- yeah, so I'm also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Moonchild Dreams. So it's. Uh, and you can go into who I follow, because I don't follow people. It's Moonchild, right? Moonchild, C-H-Y-L-D-E. Yeah. Um, Moonchild Dreams, C-H-Y-L-D-E. Um, and I'm also Psychic Cat Moonchild on YouTube. Um, really small channel. I'll put all the links in it's, the notes. It's very, very, very humble, but I usually use it for specifically teaching and information. It's not a channel that's really dedicated <laughs> to readings or pick a card draw style that's so popular. It is totally spirit. I'm, I'm, I didn't choke on my own spit, I swear. This is to- I'm So like, what does spirit want to say? <laughs> yeah, what does spirit want to say? <laughs> I'm going to shut up for a second. Probably the weird shit I'm going to say in secrets. Because um, it started, right, when I said mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah, it's that. Um, so, yeah, check the show notes. Um, definitely, if you can handle the <laughs> truth, Okay. My God, if you really want the truth, because you've inspired me to be dead fucking honest in my readings. And that's, I tell. You know, I, I, I have honestly gotten even bigger about that over the years, even though I've always been honest. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody was in a lot of pain or very desperate, I would try to do the reading to help them get the outcome that they wanted, where I'd say, do these steps. Yeah. But even now... I'm I'm letting that go because when you read a reality for someone for what they want, that reality is not necessarily for them. Yeah, you're good. You even, I brought up a friend. Oh, this is something I did want to say. Also, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I don't have all those people either that Angela said, um, the the mom, the child, Mm -hmm. the blah, blah. Um, Here was something that really did turn me around. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of amazing friends who heard me, listened, reacted uh, with just, like, outrage about Mm -hmm. how I was treated and what was said to me, including you guys. And I never want to be far from my people. And I had removed myself from my people. And I had to. This was a weird quest I had to go on physically and emotionally, and and it's over now. (laughs) It's ending. Um, But you no matter what, have people. You have people who will hear you, and they're your soul cluster. You know, just because you're tethered by DNA to somebody doesn't mean you have to have a relationship with them. And you know what? I'm actually going to go here because I feel drawn to saying this. Um, There's even uh, suicide hotline, even if it's not necessarily that you feel like you're wanting to do it, if you just don't have somebody to talk to, they're still open to that yeah 
That's right. That's right. They're, they're actually open to talking to people and they will talk to people for hours. Um, so it's always really important if you feel like you don't have a community that there are sliding scale services um, for um, therapy, usually in the county. Yeah. Through county. Um, there's uh, there's a I think I told you about this, an app. And this is completely not sponsored. I actually really believe in this app. It's called Youper. Youper? Um, How do you spell Y-O-U-P-E-R. And it's an AI-based program that's um, like a psychologist almost. It's an a, a AI that's a psychologist. It was an actual program written by psychologists. And it's actually a very great tool. Wow. So um, that's something to keep in mind for people that maybe don't have those resources. That yeah. Those are some free resources that you can access. And um, there's support groups and women's groups or men's groups, um, just kind of looking at local outreach programs. Yeah. So I think that's something else to say because some people actually don't have someone. It's know? true. It's true. And... I mean, it's not easy, and I've been very lonely. I've been so... I told you guys, I'm devastatingly lonely here. And after the shit hit the fan, they just said to me, they're like, go be with your friends. Yeah. And I kind of forgot that I... Like, you you know, you guys are an hour away, but that's not so far, no. you know? And things have been weird right now. We've all been experiencing the tower. <laughs> yeah, but, no joke. It's like <laughs> tower, 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 right before Mercury rush. Yes! Yes! But I'm just, you know, I contacted my my childhood best friend from sixth grade, and we're gonna go out on Friday and just exactly. go to the beach and drink drinks at the freaking tiki bar and just be pretend everything's normal in our lives. And I'm I mean, a huge believer in fake it till you make it. Sometimes. Yes, if you just don't feel it. Like, be it. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am. That's where I am. I am totally there. And, and whatever that entails, whatever fun looks and feels like, you know? Exactly. And I think that the big thing is, especially for this, to kind of encapsulate your tribe mm-hmm. is not who you are. You are forced to be with the tribe is who you choose. And that may include yes. blood or not, you know, and vulnerability can go two ways. You may be accepted or rejected. The worst that will happen is that you're rejected, but the best that can happen is that you're accepted. Yeah. And if somebody rejects you, then you know that's not where you belong anyway. It's true. So you can find gratitude there. Yeah. That's where I, that's what I, that's what I'm doing. I'm just like, well, thank you for being clear finally. Cause so, I wondered and wondered and now I know. And now at least I have clarity and I don't have to, I'm you, we can be grateful that you showed me exactly what you thought of me. Thank you. Yeah, no shit. Well, you guys, I hope that you're all hanging in there. <laughs> yes, and, and dark all the times with your own soulmates, twin flames, all the, the subhuman. I've dated a subhuman or two. I mean, we all have, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's who I pegged. Just kidding. I've never pegged a man yet. <laughs> yet. Um. Please uh, buy my psychic development course. There's probably a new one out right now because I'm working on the mediumship one. We're going to do some really fun stuff. We're recording this early because I'm traveling and I don't know everything that you should know, but they'll be in the show notes. So um, go to strikesy.com all the time, please. Um, yeah, book readings with Kat. It'll blow your mind. It'll seriously transform you uh, pretty 
quickly. <laughs> and you're gonna really enjoy Holly as well. So she's hilarious. Oh yeah. And she's I mean, she's a Sagittarius with a Venus and Scorpio, so you're all probably gonna want to fuck her too. No big deal, but <laughs> she's just laughing in the back. Holly, you know we're the best at sex. I think I need a cigarette now. Careful Thanks. Everybody guys. says so. They not everyone would lie to us. Anyway. No, of course not. You guys We got a line around the block. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, that's not my vagina grew shut in three years. Oh shit. <laughs> it's funny how telling people on a podcast I'm the best at sex doesn't get me laid. <laughs> you know what, guys? Somebody send help for Angela. It's it's <laughs> gonna be fine, right? It's gotta be. It we, we're be already fine. working on it. We're gonna talk about it in secrets, we'll but divide, we're working we'll on it. Yes. <laughs> Holly and I will we'll sit on our thrones and choose who gets to have you ever seen that meme where she's I'm, knighting when you get chosen for her sex magic ritual? It's so good. <laughs> I think I, I mean, where do I sit in this imaginary kingdom? <laughs> I feel like I'm somewhere in the bog in the mess. <laughs> the bog. <laughs> like, journeying. And, like, I'm like the sex magic Merlin. Yes! Wandering around while... You're wow. passing out the magical condoms. <laughs> You're like, guys, watch out for that magical herpes, man. Yes. And what What was it? A spiritual, a spiritual, a, what Dis- did you, disease? disease? Yeah. yeah. Spiritual STDs. I'm sure that's a thing. Actually, it is a thing. So guys, watch out for those spiritual STDs. Have you guys seen the horror movie, uh, It Follows? Mm-mm. No. It's one of the best things in the world. I really think I'm not talking about spiritual STDs and you bring up a it's, horror movie, I think I'm It's a spiritual good. STD, but uh, to the nth degree. It's. <laughs> Fucking, cri- it's so good. We should watch it in October for Halloween stuff. Should. All right. Okay. On that note, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being open-minded and beautiful and compassionate and loving. And you you can reject people. It's okay. And you can I believe accept you them Just and reject them. tell everyone to fuck off. Yes. Tell them all to fuck off. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I did. I said, you can go. That's why I opened my whole fight with my family. You can both go fuck yourselves. And look how well it landed. <laughs> If you want to blow up that bridge, sometimes all you need is a nuke. Yeah, I don't I don't take my time burning bridges. I blow those fuckers up. I and think that's a fire sign thing. It is. It is total fire sign. Well, and triple fire, too, so it's... Shit. Yeah. I take down the bridge and the two cities surrounding it. So. <laughs> like I said, I'm, like, over here as the fire hydrant. <laughs> but we're working on my survivor. We're going to talk about that in secrets. She needs to be softened. we got to well, take her to the makeup counter. Yes, I love her. <laughs> I, love I need a cigarette so much. Okay. Have all right. Good night, guys. You guys... Remember to keep living a life that's worth burning for. Join Kat, Holly, and me on October 30th for a very special seance live via Zoom when you buy my psychic mediumship course at AngelaLevel.com. You'll be helping us solve a 30-year-old murder mystery whose victim has been haunting me. We'll also be sharing messages from your ancestors, loved ones, and pets who crossed over. I guarantee this will be the funnest Halloween of your life.